recording. Welcome. I guess. I <laughs> if, if you must, if you you're mu- here. If you must be welcome, then be it. And you know, make have you seen those um, uh, those welcome mats that have like you know, there's like the funny ones, but then the ones that like just say like "go away" or like "enter under your own risk" or whatever. I would totally have one that just says, "Well, if you must." <laughs> If you must, oh I my god, it must exist. If we if we ever have like it must, and if we and if it doesn't, you know, once if we, we have Mexicans be... merch, <laughs> or Mexicans merch, yeah, and it could start like as an if we ever have an anniversary for Mexicans, yeah. we should do a. a Speaking of anniversaries, this is episode thirty. Thirty already. Thirty already. Can you believe it? I can actually. This is now one of the longest relationships Madeleine <laughs> has ever had. You know, that, you already did that joke. <laughs> About the podcast? Yes. Oh, well, you know. We're coming to that point in the podcast where we're repeating jokes. I'm sorry. That I re- and I remember every single flight against Yes, me. yes. You, man, can you hold a grudge? If you could hold a grudge. If you could hold on to a man. The way you can hold on to a grudge. And this isn't even the roast yet. No, no, like... And this is the second episode in which you're roasting me. You know, if you could keep your eyes on the man as well as you can keep your eyes on every single slide down against you, well, honey... Well, yeah, and to be honest, holding grudges does not go well with holding relationships. Relationships you have to let go. What was this thing that I broke into, like, was it two weeks ago when you told me about something and I went into the southern person like when you said was it the the fridge cleaning thing was it yes the, november because november is yeah 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 was it was it was uh october 30th it was like right the first one in november it was like haunted refrigerator uh day night night is there's a haunted refrigerator night in case you don't know it's martin leon would you explain what haunted refrigerator uh is? once a year in the oh. u.s they decide to clean the refrigerators and they call that haunted refrigerator night. I was who knows what horrors may lurk behind everything. I was beyond appalled and disgusting. I was like, Yeah, you went into a southern accent. I was like, these people can't like you need a holiday to teach her how to keep a fucking house running. Like you you clean your fridge out once a year. You're not doing a very good job. No. No no no. It it really horrifies me because some people will be like, Oh right. October the 30th. I'd better just rummage at the back of my fridge, see what I find. And you know what? Those kind of people will just like take two Tupperwares out and they'll be like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to know what else is in there. This has this <laughs> happened to me. Like when I, when I first started living by myself, and I was quite young by Mexican standards when I started living by myself, I was 23. And a couple of times it happened to me that I cooked something and it was like pasta or whatever. And I was like, I'm so responsible. I've cooked a meal. And then I would put in a Tupperware container and I would just store it out in the fridge. And then, like three weeks or four weeks later, I would realize the pasta was still there. And it was going to be horrifying. And I would genuinely just throw out the whole thing. I wouldn't open it. (laughs) I was just like, I'd rather just spend money on a new Tupperware container than face the shame of, look what I've let happen to this food. And it was just... Bad for the environment all over. I was yes. just wasting food, so that's the human tragedy of the thing. But then there's a whole generating plastic and just throwing it away. Uh, and it's, and, and you can't really throw it, like, that's non-recyclable. 
because it has food in it, but I refused to open it. So I was just like a monster. And I, yeah. And I didn't care. And it felt good. I did, <laughs> I did not give a Take shit. Take that, I did landfill. not give a shit. Anywho, uh, welcome to Mexicans. <laughs> because we're Mexican. And we just can't. May I? No, you do it. So you go first. Okay. Me, yeah. Allow me to introduce my co-host. Uh, if you could distill his essence into one liquid drop, what you'd get would be dark and toxic, but also really funny. It's Luis Augusto. <laughs> vodka. <laughs> black vodka. Probably. Have you had black Probably. vodka? I've never had black vodka. How it's, do you make it black? Well, I don't know how, but it's like a traditional... <laughs> like food coloring. Someone said, you know, tar and vodka. This is the new trendy <laughs> thing. We, it, we've gone into drinking industrial waste with alcohol. No, it, there's, a, there's a, a vodka. There's a type of vodka that they... It's, it's, very, it's a very Russian affair, as far as I know. You know, and... Um, Part of the process is I don't know if it's it has carbon in it like the the like. the distillation thing has ash incorporated it's not toxic or anything but I remember one time I got impossibly drunk on black vodka because a friend of mine brought a bottle of it and then we started playing some kind of video game and we started doing this horrible thing of if you lose you take a shot which is a recipe for disaster because you know then the more you lose, the more you drink, and yes. therefore the more you lose. So I ended up having like half half of that bottle, <laughs> and it was just it was, I it, was try it, now. it was one of the well, and yeah, I'm not a big vodka drinker, but I would drink it again. I would have it as a cocktail ingredient only because I'm a big into mixology, and I quite like the idea of a pitch black cocktail. Like, okay. Aesthetically so, but it didn't taste like anything special. It didn't taste bad at all, but it was like, like one of those vodkas that have gold film in it. So it's got gold in it. Yeah. And there's nothing to it. It tastes like nothing because yeah. gold doesn't really react. Tastes like anything. Yeah, gold doesn't react. God, doesn't react. Uh, God. Gold. God on... doesn't react. He's just <laughs> looking not, at you. He's no, just gold on food. Thing. The thing is for me, gold on food is the biggest scam of all because it's literally just bling. Trace it doesn't amounts. taste like anything. Yeah. Uh, you can't digest it. No. Um, it's. I mean, technically, you need you do need a, a little bit of gold. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember doing this project and in, copper. Yeah, yeah. You do need some metal in yeah. you, but you get that from like the minerals that you get from salt. Yeah. And like it's got the, those trace amounts because it's not like you need raisins. Much, have huh? raisins. Have raisins have yeah. trace amounts of copper, which is enough. Yeah, exactly. It's enough, but people will go like, "This truffle has gold." There's like these these stupid uh, hot wings somewhere in Las Vegas that are like coated in gold. Anyway, it's your turn to roast me. Would you have them? I, if someone else is paying, sure. If someone else is paying, <laughs> they must cost a lot. I remember in Vegas, actually, I had a cocktail. It was a special, a special martini they had. Someone else was paying, and I was at Tao, which was very is a very trendy um, nightclub in Vegas. And they served us the special martini, and it was uh, frosted with gold. Um, and it was okay. The gold doesn't taste like anything. I do appreciate the aesthetics of a good cocktail, but I do think it's starting to veer into... Roman Empire kind of decadence where, yes. you know, it's like, dude, if we drink enough of these, I'm pretty sure some Visigoths are just going to come in and just raise the town. <laughs> you know, the church is going to come and take all our gold and, you know, the, 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 the empire will fall. But anyway, I'm going to roast Martin now. And tonight, as a very special present, 
uh, because oh. it's a 30, uh, 30th episode. I've done Martin's Roast as a limerick. Oh. So, <laughs> so let's hope I can get through the whole thing without laughing. So. Okay. <laughs> His outside is all rather hairy, and on the inside quite the fairy. Yet the biggest surprise, such a well-kept disguise, his search history so very scary. My, <laughs> my co-host, Martin Leon. <laughs> Oh my god, we need a we need an audience. We need <laughs> which when, we lack. Which yeah, we... when when we have our you know our live uh, Mexicans episode on Las Vegas after the Golden Wings, you know, you, you should. I need that embroidered. That's what I need. <laughs> I actually that's one of my hidden superpowers. I am ridiculously good at limericks. Oh, I, I thought I just, you were going to say embroidery. embroidery. <laughs> you should just see me go. You just give me a... No, that was really good. Give me a needle and some, some thread, and, then, and, and then, I'm just going to embroider the fuck out of it. And the thing is, I was just like, you know, hum-humming here, like, oh my god, that's going to be a really long roast. And I just thought you were, like, editing words or something. And no, that was... That was I mean, you were, of course, editing words, but... Oh my god, thank you. I, this I, has been the most, the nicest roast I've ever been given. I like, I like limericks and I have a thing for them. Like, it's, it's such an easy rhyming thing as I like it. But anyway. So, anywho, uh, a bit of what other podcasts called housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, we are now, we're now everywhere on social media. We have like five followers. <laughs> wow. All across <laughs> social all media. across the Mexicans network. Fine. Exactly. Finally, finally, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram allowed uh, us to have an Instagram. Uh, and I realized it was... What, was, it was Instagram not letting you do this? No, it said that our email had already uh, been used for an Instagram account. And I'm like... How could it? I made it like... I made it like... And so I, after several petitions to Facebook, or please, I do own this email and I don't have access to any account, they're like, fine, you can... Instagram is being very weird. I tried to create a new account uh, because I, I'm, I'm trying to make a new Instagram. You're trying to live a new life? Not really. No, but I wanted to, like, I, I want to start an Instagram of um, things that I write that are non-comedy related. Yeah. And I wanted to be called like notebooks, uh, Luisa's notebook. I wanted okay. it to be called. It was rubbish. And they didn't let you. And they didn't let me. What, was, was, what did it say? I'll help it you said, with that later. Your account has been blocked. And I was like, okay, but I'm yeah. creating it. Yeah, so that that happened instantly blocked. That happened uh, with another of my attempts. With anyway, uh, so we have so we're on Twitter territory. at Mexicans Pod, uh, where we have like 27 followers. So we are on Facebook, same thing, Mexicans Pod. We're on Tumblr. Same thing, Mexicans Pod. Uh, we're on Instagram, Mexicans underscore Pod. Because apparently, Mexicans Pod was already taken by the time I tried to make an account and it didn't let me. So, fuck them. And, you know, we're on Patreon in case you want to throw us a bone. Or a dollar. Anything. Or something. Just an throw. insult will exactly. do fine. A backhanded comment. Exactly. Mexicans is my favorite podcast for when I'm taking oh. a long shit. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do that, uh, please do review us on iTunes. Because from what I've heard, that really helps uh, other people find us. So, so if give you're, us a review. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a review so anyway that clearly was... we're not here for the fame otherwise we would have left already exactly but just but we do I do want people to you want us. people we're so yeah. interesting well I would like to go we're on so record funny. I would like to go on record saying I don't need you people <laughs> feel free to turn this off right now 
No, don't. Go do. to another. Go to another podcast. No, like, I'm sorry, but I'll make a podcast by myself. You can go to me. Fine. <laughs> Be politically correct all day. I just have an idea to for a podcast called Fandom of One because I'm so alone. Anywho, uh, so the Mexican stereotype for today. It's a docu series. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Netflix has optioned it. Exactly. Uh, so our Mexican stereotype for the day is soccer. Football. Football. Yeah. Yeah. All my straight friends hate it when I say soccer. Soccer. Yeah. It sounds kind of like a fetish. Soccer, yeah. Like a sock fetish. Well, you know. <laughs> there are fetishes. Yes, there, there are. are fetishes yes, there of are. the Very socks, nice. of the footwear, of the uniform, of the players. Of the ball. Of the ball. Yeah, like you you name it. There's someone out there. Someone's just Don't like, you find that... I find that extremely uh, interesting, if not, yeah, about the human brain, that they, the human brain can latch uh, sexual meaning to basically anything, yes. you know, like, you're, you, you see a person you like, and then that person that you, that you find arousing happens to be holding an eggplant, and all of a sudden your brain's like, that's right, eggplants are sexy. Freud had a theory. What's a theory? See, now you can just log off because I'm about to be. I'm about to be cultural. I'm pretty sure people love it when you're cultural. Freud had a theory. They love it's their fetish. It's their fetish. <laughs> yes. Now, um, it was. It's obviously been like I don't know. I don't know how current it is now, but most of Freud has been kind of like kind of gently pushed aside. <laughs> Even you know, very valuable what he did, whatever. But still, yeah. Um, that it was about uh, repressed sexual feelings in the sense that you wanted to uh, feel normal or non-deviant, as you would have referred to them, uh, sexual feelings or sexual uh, impulses or urges. And then suddenly you were, you repressed it and your attention was directed towards something else. So it was directed towards a shoe or towards a drape or whatever it is. And then... You were like, oh, oh, now like, like the cables got crossed. So now every time you saw drapery, you'd be like hard on, uh, which is something that mystifies me as well. I, I'll be honest. Um, I don't really have any fetishes about things. Like I've never had one. You never had to repress anything? No, I'm, I'm, I'm quite repressed, but <laughs> I'm quite repressed to be sure, to, to be sure I am. But but that did not translate into objects. The objectophilia of the thing, and the, the, the whole you know, like oh, I like uh, stockings or the, the the fishnets or the um, the lingerie or whatever it is. Suits. Suits, exactly. Like a formal wear is just like office wear. My dad used to wear it. I, I can't find it sexy. Okay. That said, I kind of get why there's such a big thing for sportswear. But I do think that it's ha it has more to do with the social aspect of football in the sense that today's sports people are more like the gladiators of the past. Like, they're doing feats of, of uh, prowess that they, you know, that very few can. Yeah, yeah but coming back to the Mexican stereotype, we veered off a little there. <laughs> uh, do you follow any... Football teams? I don't follow football, but I quite enjoy it. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I, qu I quite enjoy it. I quite like a good football match. Um, and what is for you a good football match? A football match where things happen. So basically nothing that's ever played in the Mexican League. 
I hate Mexican football. I'm sorry. I think it's rubbish. I think all of it. When it's like, who? What's your favorite team? It's like all of them are terrible. Is that? It's like if you watch the the Euro League, yeah, and then you watch Mexican League. It's like watching the Euro League in slow motion. It's just like pass, another pass, <laughs> like that simple passing sketch. behind. Yeah, that Simpsons, <laughs> that Simpsons bit. Of like just passing and passing, is it? but also with the announcers just going like super into the whole, super into thing. the whole thing, and then you get a shot of the coach, and he's like, "Motherfucker, just shoot the fucking this!" Like I'm like, nobody's doing anything, sir. Like the action has yet yeah. to begin, and so it's like it's a perfectly normal thing you turn on the radio. It's like so now the the tigers and the pumas have. Drawn nil lots again. Of, lots of felines. We have jaguars. We have tigers. We have pumas, which are pumas. Yeah, well, pumas. Yeah, yeah cool. we we have shorter squinkles. Yeah, also that's, I that's quite like that. I a lot of my like I do enjoy watching any sort of sports with my family or my friends because I get to see them like get excited about stuff. Um, I get to be snide at the entertainment of the masses. Like, how could you possibly find this entertaining? No, I'm, you know, it's also like usually, you know, it's a place where I can bring snacks and they'll eat it. I like cooking for people. <laughs> yeah, I like cooking for people as well. But like, for example, with, with the World Cup, do you follow the Mexico matches? Do, are you one of those people who are like, ah, Mexico. Yes. Yeah, well, when, when there's a World Cup, I'll get excited. I'm not going to lie. I, I will jump on the hype train and just go like, yay. And there's a lot of countries that I like. Because of like non like completely arbitrary reasons, so it's yeah. like if if you get like I don't know if Japan is playing, I immediately ju like the Japanese because they, <laughs> they just they just have this thing of we have a football league too, and the world is like you're all terrible, but please come and play. Like you all suck. It's the same thing that happens with Mexico. The thing I quite like I, I quite um, like. The f observing the phenomenon of Mexican international Mexican football because there's this curse. This could be its own stereotype, but that's the curse of the fifth game. Yeah, where it's like Mexico every single time. We um, the group phase, we're fine. We often are quite successful, and yeah. you know we leave with a quite quite a good score. And then we go into the quarterfinals, and that's when we're knocked up, knocked out. Every single time. And people are like, but why? We were doing so well. And then, then for example, the other, another team I support is Peru, because I'm, my mother is Peruvian. But the problem is that Peru gets to be eliminated against Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina, yeah. uh, Colombia, like Chile, like these really good 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 teams. And Mexico gets to be eliminated against Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> Now, I've never been to either Trinidad or Tobago. But I'm going to go ahead and say that I doubt they have the width at any point in the island to have a proper football pitch. <laughs> I'm not being racist, I'm just being geographical. Just like, these are really tiny islands. And then you get the Trinidadians coming in, it's like, we're going to play. Yesterday we were fishing, and now we're going to just play football. And then Mexico struggles. Mexico's like, ooh, that was a tough one. 2-1. Yeah. 2-1 against Trinidad and Tobago. Like, Trinidad and Tobago. Honestly. But, uh, We've just lost But your father's from Spain. My father is So from how Spain. happy was he when Spain won the World Cup? He was thrilled. Yeah? He was thrilled. He gets What? to be thrilled because he's old. Because these days in Spain, it's very no-no to be proud of Spain. 
Because, but does that yeah. translate to the team? To every, oh, because yeah. here in Mexico... A man got stabbed that year. 2010, when Spain won. Like man, in the celebrations? A, a man got stabbed at a bar. Then again, it is Spain. I mean... So this is hardly news. I mean, I, 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 Mexico... It's not that stabbings don't happen in Mexico. But yeah, a man <laughs> with got, or without football matches. Or the US or any other country. True. Stabbings just... There's knives everywhere. But and the reason... Soft, squishy bodies for the knives to go in. The reason was special, because the guy went into a bar wearing the jersey of the Spanish national football team. And that is considered, basically, for many people, <coughs> whether or not you think this is, this is extreme, that's up to you, but for many people, that's considered a reminder of the Franco dictatorship. The idea that Spain is one Spain instead of these various regions with varying degrees ah. of, of autonomy. So if you say, uh, Viva España, or, you know, like, Go Spain, or Long Live Spain, or whatever, people will consider that essentially what might be considered the equivalent of a Nazi salute. So people wow. will get really riled up. But it's usually the younger the younger generations, not people from my father's yeah. generation. So my father will be very happy just to, to stand That's for kind the of national because, anthem. Like, the opposite happens here. I mean, if not the opposite, like, here in Mexico, rather, like... Getting someone from your state on the national team, it becomes like a... a matter of pride. A matter of pride for the state. Yes. Like, you know, especially like, I mean, you get a lot of people from like central Mexico and other Mexico, whatever. But every time it's like, oh, like so-and-so from this state. And then when they come back, even if yeah. they didn't win, they get like received in their state. Like they were like, they fucking won. They're heroes. Like, they fucking it, cured cancer. It is our national pastime after it is, all. Like it we, is. we do enjoy Although it. the president's really gunning for baseball for some reason. And people are catching on. People are going like, okay, fine. I mean, it's like, baseball. I mean, a lot of people are trying, you know, you can have baseball league and a football league. We can do both. Exactly. It's not... I don't know. It's not like... It's not... I, I, I enjoy being with friends when they watch their favorite teams watch, you know, play whatever sport they're playing. Uh, Some sports are more entertaining to watch than others. Exactly, American yeah. football, I'm looking at you. You fucking idiots. <laughs> you're a terrible sport. You should not exist. But that's a different thing. I enjoy watching rugby or Australian football. I like... I quite like rugby and Aussie rules. <laughs> Aussie rules is fun. Because it's everything that American football is not. First of all, people don't fuck around with protection. No. Because why would you? And then... There's the fact that they don't stop the game every five f- fucking seconds to have a discussion about it. Yeah. This is how I would play a sport. That's my problem. <laughs> That's my problem. That if I if I were playing a sport, I'd be like, let's do a kick. Stop! <laughs> I must. I must have my say about what, about the proceedings that are ha- happening on this field today. And then people start having, and then the the um the umpire, not the umpire. The, uh, the referee goes like, and starts saying things and so on. And well, let's have a discussion and now we continue. So when I'm watching the Super Bowl with friends, I hate it because it's like, how much time is it left? Is left? And they go, 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness, we can now play cards or whatever yeah. it is. And they go, no, that's more like an hour. And I'm no. like, fuck this. I don't, I don't mind watching the Super Bowl with friends because A, there's a lot of food. And alcohol. Yeah, and usually I have like a cookout, uh, and yes. also there's a, you know, there's, and, you know, I mean, I have to admit that the padding gets in the way of my enjoying the game. That's why I like rugby and Aussie rules. The padding does get in the way. <laughs> I, I guess. Speaking of your enjoyment of the game, yeah. have you ever had any 
stirrings for any particular football um, player in Mexico? Yeah, or, or anywhere. Or, or anywhere. Yeah. Um, I was never like like the soccer because I was I was very like into super buff body bodies. So uh, the soccer, especially a soccer body here in Mexico, is very like they very lean, very. Uh, like for example, now Sage is known for having like the super buff body and, and a huge and a dick. dick, which yes. we all got to enjoy. Um, I never saw it. Hmm? I never saw it. Oh, I well. must be one of the thirty it, people. Really, you you didn't have like thirty straight friends who sent it to you? Yes, but I have this thing where my phone is like it won't download unless I tell it to download, like to save oh. on, mob- on mobile data. Okay. So I, I they were like, it's, I oh, didn't know. Is it the dick? I'm not interested. I got I got the video and I just started playing and I'm like, what? And it's like it's Saga. I'm like, okay. So Saga now like like super uh, buff, but like if you see him like back when he was playing for America, he's like very lean, very lean. Footballers' bodies in general, are usually yeah. Very like, lean. Now it's run now, a lot. Now it's weird because like you. See See, um, you're starting to see like a uh, a more buff complexion, uh, especially like in European and like there was this guy from Uruguay whose name I forget, but he was like he had like an interesting, uh, but no like that I can say like this guy is super hot like no I've never oh I've, followed I've, I I have this massive crush on Iker Casillas oh have you ever seen him I'm I think I he was the goalie for for for, for the Real Madrid. Oh which, yeah, which I hate as a team. But, <laughs> but the guy, he was just, and he was a genuinely nice guy, and well, he, he seemed to be anyway. And he was really, really cute. He was just my type. He was just, <laughs> just my type. He was tall, dark, and handsome all over. And yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. And the fact that he was a goalie means he had a very long career because goalies have the longest careers. They they tend to play well into their thirties and yeah. sometimes even their forties or fifties. Yeah. Um. So I got to enjoy a lot of my Casillas until he retired. Um. So I had I had a crush on him. Mexico. I don't. I can't really think of a of a football player I've had a crush on. If I'm honest. I mean, David Beckham's cute, but uh, David Beckham. I never quite liked him. Too pretty. Yeah. To, I mean, to I'm not trans- going to complain about it. To translate the great wisdom of Laura Leon, aka La Tesorito. Yes. El hombre es como el oso, mientras más feo, más hermoso. Which means a lot of a lot of this will be lost in translation, mind. But still, it means a man is like a bear. bear. The what? The uglier he is, the more beautiful he is. Um, I disagree with our. Well, depends. There's, there's, there's a bell curve, I think. There. There's, like, a bell there's, curve. A, there's a point where it's like, yeah, no, this is just, this is very, this, this is fucking anthropology here. This is just, this is uh, astrolopithecus. <laughs> you know that link that was missing? Yeah, we found Carmen, it. Carmen, I found it. Um, but no, I mean, I remember there was like a, a German guy that I found cute like last World Cup, but I couldn't. Like if you if you put a gun to my head, I wouldn't remember the name. And here in Mexico, like like um, I I mean I remember that when the like uh, when my friends my friends who were girls were like oh my god someone so so cute you know who was cute yeah who I thought cute Rafael Marquez who was he the was Mexican was captain cute. for a while yeah. I, he was he was quite cute and he wasn't like this super pretty guy he was just like he had a very athletic body without it being like super buff he he yeah. you could tell that he could go on for hours and hours and hours 
Uh, he had long hair, and then he cut his hair, and he looked, and he looked good too. Uh, there was also this guy that I really, I, I thought he was really cute. But the thing is, I'm scared to say his name because I don't follow the news that much. And then, you know, you find out he assaulted a woman. Yeah, I know. And then I'm like, so if he if he has become, uh, you know, if he has if he has <laughs> if been they found outed, a whole bunch of chinchillas. <clears throat> if he has been outed as a sexual harasser, then feel free to ignore what I'm about to say. But there was this guy who was called Giovanni dos Santos, who oh, was yeah. actually very, very, very cute. Yeah, and he was playing at the same time as Chicharito, who everyone was going nuts so for. Everyone was like, Chicharito is so hot, and I'm like. He, he really isn't, in, to my mind. Exactly. He isn't. And also, his name is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> just no. But Giovanni Dos Santos was cute. He, I liked him. You know who, yeah, this, who to my, yeah. to, to, it still boggles <coughs> my mind because there are, the, I, I heard actual women and gay men saying, oh my God, Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Cuauhtémoc Blanco, who has been sometimes referred to as Quasimodo, uh, People were like, oh, yeah, he's so... And I'm like, what? And I and I don't doubt that he's a good soccer player. Like, fine. I don't know anything about soccer. But, like, when people told me, like, oh, my God, what's like? I'm like, no. No, I, like... Like, you could imagine him having, like, like a... You know, like a perfume or something. Mm, well, do you want to smell like steaks? <laughs> <laughs> I am Cuauhtémoc Blanco, and this is my fragrance. So, anyway, that was the Mexican stereotype. So, yeah, that was the Mexican stereotype of the day. So- has, did you ever play soccer? Oh, God, yes. Yes? I was awful. Here's the thing. High Here's five. A, uh, yay. Were you, um, were you placed as a goalie just because they had nowhere else to put you? No, no, I was a, I was a defense, actually. Okay. But um, here's the thing. And this is something really interesting. My father forced me to go on football because team playing, team sports build character. And I'm like, team, team sports build trauma. But he didn't realize this. You know, two things can be true. Two things, two things can be true. But it didn't build my character at all. Unless he wanted to, he wanted to make me even more snide. Which he did. You know, well, you, know you never know. The, the, like, maybe you're... Sports do build a character, but is that a character you really want to build? Like, <laughs> it's kind of like a pyramid. It's like, you, Mr. Farrow, we could definitely build that pyramid, but do we really want to do this? Like, is this, <laughs> is this massive triangle of stone something we really want to have done? Um, so it really, I, I hated it. I was bullied to no end. I was very bad at it. And, and then with a few friends of mine, a couple of years, not a couple of years ago, this must have been about eight or nine years ago, that these were actual genuine friends that liked me. And they were like, why don't we play a couple of games? Why don't we just go down to the park and play a couple of games? And we're really old, and we used to call it, you know, uh, geriatric football. That was our, our name for it, for it because you we were, were all, 22 we were all very, no, but we were all very out of shape. Like, well, we were, yeah, we were not yeah, really yeah. into the thing. And they said, let's just play for fun. Like, three on three, no score. Like, who gives a fuck? And there was not, because sometimes there's that one friend. There's that one friend who goes crazy. Really good. No, who goes crazy. He's like, you have one. Nobody went crazy. Okay, Nobody yeah. went crazy. And I started playing and I found myself enjoying yeah. this non-football thing. Like, the, yeah. there was no goalkeeper because the goals were like a meter wide. Yeah. And you had your defense player, so yeah. who's his job to stop people. And <clears throat> I ended up scoring a couple of goals even. And I was like rather proud. Nice. Um, so in the end, I was like... I, I reflected a lot upon this because it was like how much of my hate for playing football came from the fact that I was forced to play it. Of course. Because football is in itself an enjoyable game. Like you can enjoy it. Even though the risk of injury is great and I 
rather avoid injuries in general. So uh, I was asking also because I was going to ask. I was asking because I was going to ask. Thank you, Martin. Yes. I was asking because also there was this cartoon. I don't know how yes. they called it in English, but there was this cartoon called Super Campeones. Captain Tsubasa. Captain is, Tsubasa is in Japanese. In Japanese, and I think they just kept it and for the English. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how popular it was in the US. Because today we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons. What a segue. What a segue that was. I am here all week. Actually, this is your house. I'm leaving in a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to talk about, uh, again, we like retro, we like... Reminiscing, exactly. and we're going to talk about Saturday. this is a thirtieth episode. 30th we have episode. an ex- well, we we don't need an excuse to just look back on <laughs> looking <laughs> back on done. our long lives of failure <laughs> and repressed feelings oh God, of inadequacy. Voice acting. Well, I, uh, I do like this voice. It <laughs> makes you know, it's it's kind of like um, mid-century, mid-Atlantic America. It's like, oh, yes. we you simply must come to see the rowing team. <laughs> us Yale, rowing. us Yale boys rowing. will That's definitely a- beat Harvard this year. I assure you, Winston. I rowing assure. will give you very very good shoulders. Well, you know, the kind of shoulders you just want to put your legs on. Anyway. Rowing will give you one single type of shoulder. Painful. I'd rather not. Rowing is for people who must transport other people. Anywho, um, going back to the Saturday morning. Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning special so, cartoons. Yes. Uh, so, as we're saying, we, we just watch a lot. How, like, how much... How, how, how much time did you do you think you were, you spent watching cartoons? Ah, oh, fuckload. <laughs> I believe the correct measurement is a fuckload and a half. Um, yeah, and no, I, I loved cartoons as a, as a kid. Who doesn't? Like growing up in the nineties, there was a really nice golden age of cartoons being made that hasn't really come back. I it, maybe I'm being just just being nostalgic because there's some really good cartoons being uh, made right now. Big Mouth, obviously. Can't, can't yeah, but, say enough but, but Big Mouth, like we said last episode, it was uh, it's more of a it, it's not aimed at children. As I think Rick and Morty, what we yeah. what we had, yeah. But again, I don't think you can. Well, maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the the children watch it now will be nostalgic for them in the future. Uh, what I would what I would say is that, and this is just something I'm thinking about now, is that we did have a couple of thank you. Uh, of cartoons that were basically sketch comedy shows. Yes. That and that really hasn't translated. That 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 doesn't happen anymore. Like like I see what I have you know close at hand as, as far as cartoons go, and I see the new Shira, which is like very much like this. Like it, let's teach about friendship and our values. Uh, My Little Pony friendship is magic. You know what. It's in what's in the tin. Um, Hilda, which is another Netflix cartoon uh, that's very much about friendship and, you know, tolerance and whatever. And not that these cartoons didn't have that, but for all that people say, like, that the, that the, the speed of cartoons now is really frenetic, I also see all these cartoons like Steven Universe. Like, Aww, yeah. Steven um, Universe. What, what other cartoons? Like, Rick and Morty. I, I love me some Rick and Morty. I think it's so clever. I think it's so well made. Um, but then there's some disappointments, like um, the new Matt Groening cartoon. Disenchantment? Uh, I do not like it. I did like it. I like the demon. I like That's as far as I'll go. 
I like. I, I I I've watched the two seasons that are released so far, and I, and I enjoyed it. I like I like Bean. I like Bean. I like. I, I'm gonna say that Elfo is a little bit one note. It's a, he's annoying. Remember Scrappy Doo? Same fucking thing. He's just there to be annoying and nobody really cares. Scooby Doo. So Why don't you just let's go. Let's, let's go back. Back. Back in time. Back in time. Scrappy Doo. Scooby Doo. Did you like Scooby Doo? Did you like like the, the old Hanna Barbera? Yeah. I I love. Well, we are now. Um, I loved me some Flintstones. I love the yeah. Flintstones. I thought um, they were very historical in the sense that it was kind of a sitcom. It was just like they a were, family were. sitcom. Yeah. Uh, with a laugh track and everything, and it was the first prime time cartoon. In history, and until The Simpsons came along, it was the longest-running cartoon show. And I quite like The Flintstones. Again, it was very old-time comedy, where it was always, you know, Fred and Barney want to get rich real quick, so they have this idea, yeah. and then the women are, like, trying to stop them, and yeah. whatever. And then you have the Jetsons. The Jetsons. I was not that much into that, you know, into the Jetsons. Yeah, was... no, but but Top I think Cat. we're going a little bit too far. Top Cat, isn't it? But we're, 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 you do know that Top Cat was only famous in Mexico. Like, yes, this is a really funny thing that I love yes. about Top Cat. That like in the US, it was like nobody cared. Nobody cares. Nobody it gave was, like, a shit. Ten episodes made. Exactly, but they came to Mexico and the dubbing. They like had like you know like regional accents. accents. Regional accents. Yes, and and it was like uh, tropical. Is that a word in English? Tropicalized. Um, localized. It I was guess. localized yeah. to to. It was localized, so you had like a lot of. Uh, Like, you know, Mexican sayings and whatever. And, yeah. like, what, so, um, many of the bit characters had, like, lines that would be very, very, like, funny. I don't know why there's whistling in the background, people. but It's there's... the duck. He's learned <laughs> a new noise, and now he's making it. Uh, but anyway, Top Cat. Anywho, and they, and they then made some movies about them. But, but this, did begin, this did begin a great tradition, because Mexico became the hub for Spanish dubbing yeah. of cartoons for decades. This is just, it was like the best dubbing happened here. So you had uh, the, the, the dubbing actors who were actually very creative in translating things into uh, Latin American audiences yeah. so that they could understand, because some of the jokes were simply not translatable. Yeah, especially with kids' media, where a lot of things, it's wordplay. Yes. Uh, it, it, in fact, it's really interesting to like rewatch something like Animaniacs or the Tiny Toons or Freakazoid and rewatch it and then like compare it to the English version and realize like especially a lot of the names were puns. Yes. And so when you realize how they, they, they because it wasn't only like translate the pun, you had to make it something that, that made sense and also that did not screw up the timing for everything. And that was so yeah, like the Mexican dubbing became kind of like the And also, like, Spanish dubbing, they translated everything. Yes, and it was terrible. It, like, the names they translated, like, literally. Yes, no, it was, it was a Like, Luke, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Lucas Trotacielos. Well, that is his name. That is his name. He has a biblical name in space, for some reason. <laughs> for some, nobody ever questioned it. Nobody ever went, but, but why? It's like having someone named John. Like, Jesus. It, the thing it's the thing it, it is another Luke. There was From a, another Bible. There was a Ben, too. Yeah, there was a Ben Kenobi. But his was actual, name, yeah, it was his actual name was Obi-Wan. His, yeah. Which But is any, also a biblical name. Animaniacs. Did you watch Animaniacs? <laughs> Animaniacs. I mean, that's what it... Is there anything greater than Animaniacs? I think it's just so beautiful. I think... I, I think... 
I think I, I think I think is, the zenith. I, the I, I, I think it was very good. Uh, I loved it. Better. I loved it, and it, and like going back to Animaniacs, like there's a lot of complaints about you know whatever you know media representation, whatever. But they had a lot of variety in their characters, and the 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 way <coughs> that you were like, okay, I want to I want to watch it, and then you get super excited when like a character you liked made an appearance. Like I loved Slappy the Squirrel, Slappy the Squirrel, and it was amazing that you were like watching this like <laughs> octogenarian squirrel be angry at the world, everything, as a and, as and you were a kid and you were like, this is hilarious. And this is me. <laughs> I'm gonna be that squirrel. I'm just gonna become that squirrel. I remember I loved the sketch comedy aspect of it so much that when I uh, finally, when I was in my teens, I started watching and I got really into uh, Saturday Night Live. Yes. And I remember the first time or the first few times I watched it, I was like, oh, it's just Animaniacs. Yeah. With people. Because you have the recurring characters and the recurring sketches and it's always the same kind of sketch so like Weekend Update was like like um, my favourite SNL character of all time who is um, Stefan you remember <laughs> Stefan yeah. um, what's his name Bill Hader yeah. what, what a jewel but it was you could have seen that in Animaniacs mm-hmm. like it's the same character doing the same thing but it was just a, taking it to a new place and doing it and it was so funny and it was a it, and it, it's the same like if you learned if you learned comedy through Animaniacs and you then came back and then you came to Saturday Night Live it was that's you know it's a sketch comedy show. It's about yep. taking a taking a situation. You know every single um, lesson from a sketch comedy class. You could like put put a a thing. Um, you can get a sketch from uh, Animaniacs and see. Okay, this is whatever sketch. Slappy the Squirrel was your favorite. I love I love Mandy too. Mandy, Mandy and her dog. Yeah, Mandy was. Uh, I like I liked her like that. She was always like, "Why?" Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain. They was became amazing. their own show. Yeah. Again, it was just a simple five seven minute <coughs> thing. Yeah. But it was so funny. Oh. The characters were so funny that they became their own show, and it was so funny. Yeah. I loved Pinky and the Brain. And I and I loved Yakko, Wako, and Dog. You know, I love the the Warner Brothers and sister. You know, it was yeah. and, and 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 you know it was. Again, you have this thing where, like, when the when the brothers, you know, saw a, a cute girl, they were like all stupid, and then when the sisters are a cute guy, she went all stupid. So, Hello, nurse! nurse. <laughs> I, love, I, just, I just loved that guy. And that's my fetish for nurses. Come from there, you go. Oh yeah, that is how we all. You are. Uh, What's his name? You Doctor White? Freud? No, 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 no. There was a Freud. There was a Freud proxy. But that was yeah. He was supposed to be Freud. Yeah. And he was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that is what you were trying to feel sexual urges, and instead you watched Animaniacs and you turned it into a fetish. Oh my god, what did I watch that I didn't turn into a fetish? <laughs> well, it happened. So yeah, like the um the Warner Brothers and the idea that they, they lived in the um in the water tower. Yeah. And they had to be kept locked up because yes. they came out. Do you remember the country song? The country, of course. But the countries Every of the world. Country, which was um, El Jarabe Tapatio. Yeah, no, no, It was no, no, El Jarabe no, Tapatio. No, 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 no. I used to know it. I have it right here. That was like the challenge as a, you know, when you were a kid, you if you had a friend or if you knew someone who could I sing that song. I knew it. I've forgotten that was a like, lot of it. You know, you, you, that's the person you knew that was, um, it's really funny. And was desperate for attention. I have it here. <laughs> and 
United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, we Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. We're going to have to edit that. This Republic, Dominica, Cuba, Caribbean. <laughs> we're going to Salvador too. I'm gonna edit Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Horan. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to edit this. I have to edit most of it out because I don't think we can have it, you know, for right. But it was such a good, such a yeah. good. Yeah. And they also had like the states of the, the states <coughs> and the capitals of the US. Yes. Uh, with a and they haven't changed that much because I remember listening to the countries of the world like, like that's only like a year anymore. ago it was like ooh <laughs> Bahrain yes again of course the theme of time yes the theme of how time, time goes has moved on. on yeah uh, and on that I mean did you like the Tiny Toons I loved the Tiny Toons I loved you know I think Tiny Toons got me so hooked at this idea that I was a really fan of of Younger versions of character, of, of timeless characters, characters. Yes. yeah, definitely. So, and I like the high school setting of yeah. it. I remember watching the movie. Oh yeah, the movie was just fantastic because each character they paired them up, mm-hmm. and each of them had their own their own story, like adventure thing. And I remember hating, but with a gut, this poor story. There was um, <clears throat> a plucky duck. Yes, he went to this amusement park with the with, hams. With the hams, what was the name of the? Ham. It was not Porky. It, it was, was Ham Pig. Okay, Ham Pig. And he, they went to this place and it was just awful. The, the road trip was just The terrible. road trip was awful and he was like so excited <laughs> to be there. And when they went, they, they just saw the place they and ran then they on, left. They ran around with the, on the monorail and then they left. Yes. And like, he was just like, what? And it was just, I remember feeling so And there was like a murder that at one point was with them. There was a murder them. mystery. There was a murder mystery as well. It had everything. Yeah. It had everything completely. I loved... The Tiny Toons. Um, how about anime? Did you watch any 90s anime? I watched a lot of 90s anime. Okay. A lot. What was your favorite? Uh, my favorite must have been Sailor Moon, I think. Which is, you know, very uh, lawful gay of mine. Lawful uh, gay. <laughs> I, I love Sailor Moon. Like, I think the, when, like, the first time I saw a full Sailor Moon episode and I saw the transformation the of transformation Sailor Moon. sequence. I was like, I don't know what this is. But this is gonna be with me for the rest of my life. I want, I want one. <laughs> I you want know, one. I want this, like yeah, yeah. To, to, like the whole, and that's like kind of gone me into the magical girl uh, genre. Yeah, most of it is bad. Uh, and I haven't seen Madoka Magica, which I've been told is like a good deconstruction of the whole thing. But I, li- I like, and and now there's this like um, there's this series called Precure, which is actually short for Pretty Cure, and I, I like I. It's the the most saccharine uh, thing you could ever. But the transformations, like this time, they're like they're like five minutes long each, and you can see that every single thing is paired with a thing you can buy in the real world. But like the last, uh, and they have like several seasons, and each season they have like new girls and new transformation things, new merch for the girls to buy. And there was like one season where they had um, the whole concept was around a, a coffee shop. So each of the girls has like an animal and a dessert. So like the main girl is a rabbit and a strawberry shortcake. Then there's like a pudding with a squirrel. There's a macaron with a cat. There's a fox with a chocolate bar. And there's a lion with ice cream. And the aesthetic of the lion with the ice cream is like, I need to do a gender bent cosplay of that at one point. It sounds disgusting. It is awful. It sounds awful. It is awful. When you said saccharin, you were not kidding. No, 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 no. And this is just a description of the characters, mind you. If I were to describe the plot to you. But anyway, but that's, that's, what was your favorite? I like Saint Seiya. 
Sexier. I fucking loved the ever-loving shit out of that. It was oh just my God. so epic. It was like my first, I think it was my first foray into a story that spans years and years and yes. years and years. And it was also repetitive. And I still, if if you like, they've just put it on Netflix. Uh, and yeah. I, I will watch, I watch yeah. the whole thing again. It was just like this whole thing of there was a battle episode and then there was a transition episode where the battle was upcoming. Yeah. And it was just... Very, but but since yeah, and we were talking also about uh, the the soccer uh, anime. Um, oh, Captain Tsubasa. They both have this like joke thing that it was has been mocked to death everywhere. Where they're like they have this episode which like the whole episode was just like getting to the other side of the yeah. pitch. Yeah, in 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 Captain Tsubasa was like getting to the other side of the pitch. It's like oh we're running, <laughs> we're running, and it's like these kids are in high school. How can you like this pitch is longer than Japan? What's going on here? And then it, it definitely it, longer than Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, you could not have Trinidadians playing that. It's just like oh, we've run out of Ireland. And then like, uh, just, and then in Sensei, yeah, it was this whole episode where just like the two characters staring at each other and being like, oh, you are powerful. Oh, I killed yes. my master. <laughs> no, I killed your master. Yes, I did. Oh, how could you have killed my master? And then they had this whole flashback thing. episode. Flashback episode. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so. I remember how well that anime handled the idea of anticipation. Yeah. That anime handled the idea, handled the idea of anticipation so well because it, the anime starts and it was a very good, especially the, the classics. So let's start with like how Saint Seiya begins with just the one bad guy who ends up becoming the good guy who is the brother of this idiot. And, yeah. um. My first, one of my first animated boyfriends, Iki. Vicky, he was so awesome. He was yeah. so awesome. And this guy, he was the bad guy for the first season, but it was a fairly kind of like low stakes. We're just uh, looking for the MacGuffin. We're looking for the pieces of this suit of armor. Yeah. That is one of the golden suits. But you never saw the golden suits. You just knew they existed. Yes. And then I remember halfway through that season, or almost at the end of this season, you get to see a golden saint for the first time. Yes. Who was Leo. Yes. And it was just like, oh, fuck, these guys are serious. Like, they exist. And then they tell you that the next season they're going to go fight yeah. the golden the golden saints. And you were like, holy mother fuck. Like, what's going to happen? It was just this huge anticipation of, like, ages before they got to this bad guy, you'd heard legends about the guy. I remember when you... I, and, of course, everyone was waiting for their star sign to come up. Of course. Everyone was waiting for their star sign. I remember... Virgo is a great, great night to have. I'm just going to say this. The strongest one of them all. I'm sorry, but Gemini was a grandmaster. And yet, he was not able to defeat Virgo together with other two people. So, he was just a backstabber. <laughs> I admire... I admire... Geminis are famous for that. Yes. Two-faced. <laughs> two-faced. As in, you joke? Ah. No. But I remember that everyone was anticipating, and you heard things about the guy. So, like, people who were cancer, mm-hmm. they heard, the cancer guy is a sadist, and he's this awful, awful person. Then he comes up, and he's like this monster who keeps the faces of the people he oh kills my God, yes. as decorations. Why? Because <laughs> Japan. Because Japan thinks this is something a 13-year-old kid should be But I love, I love the first episode <laughs> on the 12, uh, the 12 Golden Knights. Uh, like, the first one's like Ares, who's like a good guy. So he's like, yeah, sure, you can come. He actually repairs their suits uh, yeah. and lets them through. And then Taurus is like, okay, you froze my arm, sure. You're good to go. He's the trope. <laughs> the trope is the wake-up call boss. Where it's yes. like, 
oh, these guys are serious, but then uh, the hero is able to defeat him one-on-one. And then uh, and then you have cancer, which is just turning it up to 11. Because, because <laughs> and again, how well they handled anticipation, because then there was Gemini. Yes. But he had um, kind of bewitched his suit of armor to fight on its own. Yes. So it was like, nobody knows who he is, but he is powerful enough that his suit is fighting alone. Yes. And then you kind of start... Or maybe he just doesn't bathe. So yeah. So it's like, ew. Maybe. I can do it on my own. I can do it on my own. <laughs> but then you're anticipating the fact that Gemini is going to come up eventually. Mm-hmm. He's going to show up it's and it's going to be... Yeah, and then eventually it's revealed that the Grandmaster was Gemini. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. And then um, there was like, Cancer who was this motherfucker who was just an arsehole. And then um, Leo and so on. And then... I remember when I was, I was, oh my God, I was so young. I was like five or six. I should not have been watching something so violent when I was young. It really fucked me up. (laughs) For good. (laughs) Because to this day, I consider Kill Bill a movie to fall asleep to. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. This is one of my greatest sins as a film student, but I do not, I do not enjoy Tarantino. Yeah, we've mentioned this and I respect you. I respect you for it. But to me... Like one of those movies, like I'm just gonna fall asleep to a movie. It's like I'm just gonna listen to the bride okay. slicing her way through the crazy eighty-eight people. But um, the, the anticipation of this huge, huge story of the big bad is coming and the big bad is coming and the big bad is coming, and then they win and they go on to another saga and another saga and another saga. And that was the main difference, I think, between American cartoons and Japanese cartoons. American cartoons were self-contained. You because, could watch an episode. Yeah. Because even Sailor Moon, which was like every episode <coughs> had the same formula, like yeah. they had those bad guys, Sailor Moon transformed, they defeated it, whatever. Like it's it, like uh, Sailor Moon was very formula-like in that way. Uh, but then they also had like the, the the end of season saga. For example, the first season ended with everyone dying. Yeah. Spoiler alert. They were not afraid to go to a dark place. Yeah, no, but also, and, and, and especially like the end of the the first season of Sailor Moon, like it was also this great thing for. Uh, Serena or Usagi, whoever, whatever you want to call her, uh, where she, she, she was also this like very, uh, you, you know, she, she was a cry, cry baby and she, you know, they, they, they're always like, uh, you know, dumping on her like you're, like you're used or whatever. And at the end, you know, this idea, like basically it's my friendship is magic. That's the whole thing of the show. Um, but it was made in a way that was like not this 15 minute, uh, sort of, Aesop, which was the American formula. Yes. Not to bring down the American formula because there was there's some really cool things there. Yes. And like that's an idea that even to this day some some American producers like they they want episodes that can be played at in which in whatever order. Uh so even cartoons that had like a, a turning point like Rugrats that had the whole thing where uh the brother was born or uh Chucky's sister was adopted um, they still want, like, yeah, they will have that, but they, in general, just want to, like, each episode can be self-contained, and we don't need to, like, have this whole thing, like, where it's coming from and where it's going to. Yeah. This this happened with American, the, the American cartoon was the whole idea of, it was made for reruns, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It was created for a syndication rerun, so essentially, when they <clears throat> place the rerun and you turn on the TV, it's like, oh, it's Animaniacs, who cares what episode it is? But with Saint Seiya and most of the animes... It was a big saga, mm-hmm. so if you'd missed a lot of episodes, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Totally. These are new characters. I mean, it was still pretty uh, easy to pick up. It was like, oh, some yeah, new bad totally. Things, but still... Totally. But then, then there were these... I don't know if you remember if, if, this, if you were too young with it, but there were, there were these like, Japanese anime that were basically like soap <coughs> operas. 
Ranma. There was Ranma, which Ranma. Like a, Ranma, which did you like Ranma? I, I loved did it. not enjoy Ranma. I loved much. it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was what like I think it was the first anime where which I saw which I thought was hilarious. That and oh my god, we have to mention this: the samurai pizza cats. The samurai pizza cats. If you do not, oh, he's just he's shook. Yeah, he is Baba shook. I am Baba shook. He is Baba shook. Um. The Samurai Pizza Cats is such an interesting story because I, you sh- I'm sure you know the story of the Samurai yep, Pizza Cats. Like please. The idea that um, there was this, it was an, it was a fairly um, serious, straightforward anime where you had your uh, heroes and they were going against the bad guys and the heroes were cats and they used samurai skills and whatever. But the funny thing was that when they shipped the episodes to uh, to Mexico. North America, Mexico <laughs> and North America, it was North America first, it was, it was the States first, okay. the episodes arrived, but not the scripts, and people did not speak Japanese. So they had to infer what the characters, <laughs> what the characters were saying based on what was going on. And this lent itself to what ha- I, I genuinely believe is some of the best comedy that's ever <coughs> been written. I would like to... Um, quote uh, a very um, a small bit of it. It was the bad guy planning something, and eventually you knew in the in the episode that there was going to be a yeah. robot at the end, and the bad guy was talking to his number two. Yeah, they were having a conversation, and then the bad guy was drawn without eyebrows. That was the stylistic choice because the bad guy was a rat. And well, actually, yeah. the bad guy here in Mexico, he was he was a rat. Originally, he was a fox. He was. But they interpret it. They, yeah. But they just saw, like, the pointy... Because he had, like, the pointy ears, too. He is a fox, and he cross-dresses a lot. So here in Mexico, he was called the, the big cheese. The, the big gran, cheese in, the, in America as well. The gran quesote. Yeah, yeah. But he was actually a fox. But he was, but he's talking to his number two, which is a crow, if I'm not a mistaken. A crow. And he's, he's talking to this guy, and they have this conversation of, oh, yeah, a robot is going to destroy, blah, 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 blah. And then he, uh, the other guy goes, like, yeah, but... You don't have eyebrows, boss. <laughs> and the boss turns around, well, you're lucky to have eyebrows. I don't have eyebrows, and this makes me angry. And now we're going to laugh evilly. And they started laughing evilly. And the actual dialogue was something completely different. But they were just... It was so random that it was so hilarious. And there was this gag they had. Whenever they shot off yeah. into the thing, there was a mother and a child, and it was always the same mother and the same child holding each other's... Uh, each other's hand and they they usually commented very serious stuff like uh, you know oh look at them go probably they're going to save the city something is something terrible is happening in Tokyo and something whatever it is <laughs> and I remember that in the translation there was a moment which I think is hilarious because they did it with uh, uh, Mexican dubbing and in the Mexican but it was the same in English um, the kid you know they shot <laughs> shoot off into space and the kid the kid goes mum when I grow up I want to be a samurai pizza cat <clears throat> and the mum turns around and says the moment we, we get home I'm washing you I'm washing your mouth with lye soap <laughs> I and remember it was that. Just so funny I remember it was that. so funny because it became even better it was because I saw that uh, later out of curiosity I saw a couple of episodes in Japanese with proper subtitles, subtitles translation and it was boring as fuck but the translation you know what you can find on YouTube that is also like that uh, Crayon Crayon Chinchan 
I think it's called. I never saw the. Uh, I never, I never, never, never either. Uh, but if you saw, if you see the episodes dubbed um, in English, I think you can tell that the dubbing. I'm pretty sure the dubbing is, is adding this whole thing because it's like they have these jokes where like the mom does drugs, I think, and okay. so it's like just like. <clears throat> so if you haven't watched the Samurai Pizza Cat, it's all on YouTube. It's all. It's in English. There's some in Spanish, but it's in English as Watch well. It. And seriously, treat yourself. Here's the thing. It's speaking of comedy in cartoons. You know, like one of the first, uh, the first time I saw something like super weird in comedy, and I loved it. It was in Freakazoid. Uh, that was just. Remember the episode when they had relaxed vision? Yes, of course. Uh, yes, of course. Where they, because it, it was meta in that the censors have said that we can't show the violence because you know, so they have, so they they have this guy saying like, so instead of violence, we're gonna have relaxo vision. So like, uh, something, something really amazing was gonna happen, and he's like, relax. So it was like an aquarium and whatever. But That'd then be- there was a cue for screaming. Yeah. When they had like the candle, what was a the candle guy or the um, oh yeah like the the scarecrow the scarecrow uh, uh, analog analog yeah the, can, who was the like, candleman yeah the candleman was it the candle someone someone the candleman and they had the cue of scream and everyone was like ah <laughs> yeah, but nothing nothing was shown it was just this guy who would steal people but it was like now you scream and the relaxation was just so <laughs> so funny and there was another episode where this this guy comes in he's just this really slow alien. Oh, right. And he comes in his ship, and he has a message, but he speaks so slowly that he's like, I have a message. <laughs> and I have a message. And what is the message? I have a message. And it, it, the whole episode was that, and in the end, the message was, there is a huge meteor heading for Earth, and it's going to destroy us all. And that was the end. It was just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Freakazoid is amazing. The song, Freakazoid was amazing. The song, yeah. I can still just like, it's so good. Watch it. And also, as far as my, like, what what I realized are like, sort of like the things that are, the comedy things that were so important for me growing up, Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life is a treasure. Yes. A treasure. A treasure. It's a treasure. <laughs> it's a treasure. I liked, I liked how he, they tried to do the Aussie accent uh, for Rocco, because he is a wallaby. He is a wallaby. <clears throat> but yeah, Rocco, Rocco stepped into darker things because Rocco explored things like depression and like these really things like oh I'm not motivated to do anything and I'm not really like yeah he was this optimistic guy who really didn't find a place in the world and he just had this one friend two friends the turtle and the cow yeah and they were so funny Heifer and I have to admit Heifer is the kind of character that kind of irks me a lot it's like how could you be so stupid uh, and, well, that's his every, point. and everyone is just, and it's like, no. I'm like, Rocco, that's a toxic relationship. Well, Stop yeah, but they friend. love each other. Yeah, they but then, but I love, I love that heifer. I was actually, uh, raised by wolves. Ref- what yeah. about my birthmark? Yes. It was so good. It was so good. I think, um, my biggest problem with SpongeBob when it came out yeah. was that to me it was very much a, uh, a carbon copy of Rocco. Only with okay. the teeth taking out. Because Rocco was not afraid of being very surreal and very strange. Like, what the fuck just happened? And uh, Spongebob is kind of... Fed. I think Spongebob fans might... I never got into Spongebob Look because I it. hated like, the voice Patrick of Spongebob. Starfish. Patrick No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not saying it isn't a carbon copy. What I'm saying is that Spongebob 
well, fans might disagree that it's it's, afra- it's afraid of being surreal because it has some pretty like there's yeah like one episode that I saw that I because I because I I hate the SpongeBob voice I do I can't it's very I can't. it's very yeah um I like I like Squidward for some reason. Squidward Squidward is amazing I love I, I identify <laughs> with him and the octopus is my favorite and animal. there's an episode in which Squidward goes to this like community of like only Squidwards and he's like super happy at first and then he's like oh this is too boring this is uh so I. I do think that that SpongeBob SpongeBob fans might disagree on the surreal thing, but I I think that that he does just, in the end live like, in a pile just, of just, just the style the style of Rocco like the buildings were like these weird shapes. Kong Lomo was this like <laughs> weird, evil corporation. Yes, I like the frogs. Oh, the big the heads! Neighbors, the big heads. They were so funny. Yeah, they were so so funny. Um, yeah, I, and the, I, the, the the voice of Mr. Bighead was amazing. It was great. It was, <laughs> was it was really good. It was really good. Nickelodeon produced so many good shows. Yes, like Doug. It was kind of Doug like, before Disney. Doug was good <laughs> before Disney, but Doug was like this eternal high school thing. Yeah, and it, I thought I thought it was. So and funny. Doug is one of like the archetype <laughs> of the, kind of like the not the loser but like the awkward uh, teenage boy. Without it being, I find it, like, too mean on the awkwardness of Teenage Boys. No, he was actually, he was the hero, and, you know, I love the fantasy sequences. because he had, these, man. he had these various fantasy sequ- yeah. uh, fantasy characters. So there was Liam Adams, something, Smash Adams, who was yeah, the, 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 the spy. The James the Bond. The James Bond thing. Yeah. And there was an Indiana Jones one. Yeah. And there was, like, all these different... Uh, characters he would play in his mind yes and it was the idea of all teenagers have this escapism yes. about them and he had the eternal crush even the bully was Roger. not he was not one-dimensional no. he was like he, he he we even got to see him have a bad time as well yeah so it was not like there wasn't really a bad guy he was just this guy who was really trying so hard at being tough and you know and he had like you know his parents were like you know very you're not this may not the cartoon of the supportive Karen cartoon caricature of the supporting parents but they like both were like you know having their own thing and then like his sister was amazing yeah oh oh <laughs> Doug's sister she, she was so like I remember this episode when they were like because the whole town was obsessed with beetroot the it be- was the this beats. the beets and they were obsessed with beetroot it was like the national symbol and they were having this contest of floats they were making floats for the beet parade and she was like because she was this really artistic uh, character she was like oh my my float is secret nobody can see it and so on and when they finally unveil it it's just a, a white square that says beet <laughs> and I thought it was so funny because of the subversion of the expectation she was so avant-garde yeah, and yeah, I loved yeah. her. I loved her so much. And the, the best friend, the blue guy, he was also Skeeter. so much Skeeter. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skeeter. It's he's one of the things that I'm what I'm really annoyed with a lot of, a lot of reinterpretations of uh, maybe not so much fans, but like people who saw their cartoons. Like I hate this modern thing of looking at like taking Doug. And reading it in the most negative light possible. Like, be like, this guy was... I know where you're going. This guy was, like, denying reality. And he so he grew up and became this, like, like you know, hermit who murders Patty Mayonnaise. And I was like, like no, just, just shut up. Just <laughs> shut up. Like, it's... How, how, how quickly can you forget what it was to feel a teenager? Everyone related to Doug. Doug was 
Funny, he was, his name was literally... That's funny. <laughs> his name was literally funny. I like that in Spanish they, they, they actually translate it to narinas because, because of, of the, the nose. Because of the nose. Yeah, because obviously, because saying dog gracioso was not going to... Dog chistoso. Dog chistosito. Chistoses. No. Anyway. Chistoses. Um, so, any... Johnny Bravo. I want oh, to yeah. take some on, time. On the other side of Nickelodeon, we have Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Yeah. And we have Johnny Bravo. I... Love Johnny Bravo. He was amazing. I think he was woke before woke was a thing. Yes. Because the whole thing of Johnny Bravo was this. He was this um, deconstruction of the macho guy who yeah. was so self-obsessed, lived with his mother. Yes. Uh, so self-obsessed. And I loved, like, he was so adorable. He was. But in the end, the lesson was he doesn't get women. Yeah. He doesn't get women and he's never loved by women because the problem and, is him. And it's, especially when, when it's so obvious what the problem is. You yes. know, it's never, you know, like the, the, the show is like Johnny acted the fool and he was like, oh, I don't get it. And everyone, everyone's like, it's obvious what's happening here, honey. It's uh, every, it was obvious to everyone. There was the neighbor girl. Yes. And she was like, she was the, the original woke girl. She was like the original. <laughs> she knew what was going on. She was taking no shit. And she was just like, oh, Johnny. Some of you people are screaming, what about Lisa Simpson? We're going to get to Simpsons in another episode. <laughs> We're going to do an entire episode. This is, this might just be the start of a trilogy. <laughs> a cartoon trilogy. We will talk about the Simpsons, but when we were brainstorming this episode, we, we obviously we decided, decided the Simpsons that deserves, needs to be deserves its own episode. Yeah. So Johnny Bravo, this original Walker. Hey, but you know who else? You know, on the Cartoon Network, what else? The Powerpuff Girls. The Powerpuff Girls. The were Powerpuff brilliant. Girls were amazing, <laughs> and they also had some great, great, great episodes and some great quotable lines. The villains, him. The, the Rogues Gallery. Him was amazing. Yeah, he was just amazing. I loved how he was pretty much a crossdresser, and nobody gave a fuck. No, it was not a thing that was addressed. Yeah, he was evil. He was scheming, and it was all about stopping him because he's evil. Yeah. But it was never like, he's weird. Nobody ever said, he's weird. He was just this guy. Yeah. He's like wearing he was mean. He, he was, was bad because he was mean, and he wanted to do bad things. But he was also funny. But he was also fabulous. And funny. He, yes. He would just, I would laugh, and Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo is amazing. And I, li- I liked how he had the, the origin story of he yes. used to be this monkey that they experimented on, and they made him super smart. But he also came from the from uh, Professor Utonium. Professor Utonium, yeah, he was like he was essentially the um, the Joker to yes. the Powerpuff Power, Power Girls Batman. Like yeah. they had kind of the same origin and they were opposites. That's why he was the main villain, after yeah. all. And then you have the Gangrene Gang the and gang, the Amoeba Boys. The Amoeba Boys. The Amoeba Boys were so good. I liked how it was this combination of action but cuteness. But the cuteness was so exaggerated. It was so ridiculously exaggerated that everybody watched it. Every single... <clears throat> that It was not gendered. And I think that was an achievement. Yeah. The Powerpuff Girls were never... Even though it was so girly or like coded girly from the very first... Like from the name. The Powerpuff. Yeah. The, the contradiction. I mean, the, the intro is sugar, <coughs> spice, and everything nice. These were the ingredients that Professor Utonium used to make the perfect girls. But he accidentally added another ingredient, Chemical X. Chemical X is pot. Okay. 
Um, chemical X no, but was an That was actually interesting that uh, because nowadays, like, but like both Nickelodeon and um, Cartoon Network had an interest in making cartoons that you know, like everyone could watch, and the Warner Brothers, and the Warner Brothers. Like we too. say, like the three main studios, American studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although Warner Brothers didn't have their own like. Because, like, Cartoon Network was a channel, and then Nickelodeon was his own channel, so they were like... Warner Brothers were just using their, their, their already established yeah. channels, yeah. Uh, but the thing here is, like, so, yeah, you, there were things <coughs> that some people would have said, like, especially later, like, the Nicktoons later had, like, uh, Ginger, uh, Life According to Ginger, something like that. Which was I never Nicktoon. saw that. Uh, and they had like the thornberries, which was sort of gender neutral, yes. but, but it, it had a girl main character. So marketing people went like, this is for girls. Uh, because marketing people cannot understand something being gender neutral. Um, but the thing is that everyone watched these things. It wasn't yeah. really a thing of, and that was something that the Japanese, to my mind, did not get right. They were very clearly like, this is an anime for boys. Boys are going to watch this. And when it came to Mexico, it was the same thing. The girls were watching Sailor Moon Moon, and the boys were watching Captain Tsubasa. Like, it was very clearly, and they they were not supposed to mix. Yeah, but on the other hand, I do like, from like, I I think Sailor Moon has a, has a sense, because it was made by, it was written originally by a woman, the manga, like, was then adapted by women. And, like, I like Sailor Moon, for example, Sailor Moon had a thing that I, didn't see in a such a cartoon like maybe until until much later, and I and I did have this whole thing when it when the American cartoon started. There was like Transformers for the boys, yes, and My Little Pony for the girls. Yes, guess, guess which one I was watching. <laughs> I never watched either of them. Okay, well I loved My Little Pony, and my brother <laughs> loved Transformers. Uh, but um, but on the other hand, I do like in in Sailor Moon that you had like five main girls, which is was a thing that in and more two, later, right? Because more yeah. sailors, yeah, come up like later. Yeah, but yeah. you you always have like the main five, right. and then like yeah, the, the the outer sailors and whatever the, the outer planets. Yeah, really. they, they they come later, but they were never kind of the mains. They okay. they had like their own thing. Wasn't there a lesbian relationship in there? Yeah, there was a sailor Sat- sailor Uranus and sailor Neptune, which is Haruka and Michiru. Uh, although in the American dub they were they were cousins, they were right? cousins. yes, of and you're like and you're like I don't I think this is worse, America. Yeah. <laughs> you know your world is fucked when Americans go like, well, we have a choice, gentlemen. We can accept that two women love each other, or we can go full Alabama on this. And, and it was just like, no, yeah. it's also interesting because uh, in the end, uh, Haruka was very much a butch lesbian, uh, but Michito was she was established as bisexual. Oh really? Uh, she yeah, okay. she she would flirt with anything that moves. Basically, the thing is, I never saw it. But every time people tell me about Sailor Moon, I want to see it. It's just like, like there's so many episodes. Like, there are where, so many where episodes. Where do I fucking begin here? And the then beginning. they 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 had a remake, and yeah. I started watching it, and it wasn't good. Yeah, the so remake, like, the remake, bored. the remake. I, I did bored. not like. If you like it, I mean, if if it's your cup of tea, fine. I I find that the animation on the original <laughs> was is like so much more expressive and better. Uh, but if you can get your hands on the original uh, Sailor Moon, uh, that's Amazing. So, just to finish, yes. Um, is there any one cartoon that you want to mention before leaving that like left an impression on you? Um, God, so many of them. I'll I'll do it. I'll go, start. Go I'm ahead. gonna go and I'm gonna mention. Uh, I mean, there is this trio of cartoons of like animal slash people, which is Thundercats, uh, Silverhawks, <laughs> and Tiger Sharks. Okay. Tiger Sharks was an amazing, like, I think that's where my love for uh, sharks came from. Tiger Sharks, it was sort of Thundercat-ish, you know, like, it, they had the rogue 
like the gallery of villains, whatever. But they were like these superhero type people, and they transformed into half animal. A half aquatic animal, half person thing. So there was like this woman that had like a head like an octopus. There was this fat guy that turned into a walrus type thing. And the main guy was like the leader that he turned into a white shark uh, hybrid. Um, and I just have, I just love the design of those cartoons. Like looking back, they were very much like just made to sell toys. But yeah. like also, they were also made by people who had a lot of heart, I feel. Yes. And that they, and it was just this weird idea. And I, I like that in the end, animation gives people, you know, this just place to like, this is my weird idea that I wanted to see as a child. And that is also feeding of what they saw as a child. Um, and so, yeah, like if you haven't seen Tiger Sharks, uh, watch it. And if you have some fun... I'm going to mention one. Yes. Um, if I have to take something away, and, and I haven't mentioned this, but I, I will say this now. It was... I love superhero. The superhero genre is the best. But in an in an age where things keep getting remade and remade and remade and people keep trying and trying and trying, I'm going to say the best, to my mind, the best adaptation of a comic book superheroes is the 90s Batman animated series made by Warner. Oh my God, how could we... We need it an episode of that too. so good. Mark Hamill as the Joker is beyond words he's just like he's so good and then you have like all the rogues were there and Catwoman was there Harley Quinn Harley Quinn was created for that show and then she entered the canon because everyone loved her she was such a fun character and the opening sequence is just like this thing of like the Warner Brothers logo becomes an airship and it turns out that Gotham City has airships that look for criminals and you just see the shadows yeah. uh, walking down the streets in the shadows and you just see the of Batman just you, you never even properly see him in the intro you just see the Batmobile exiting the uh, Wayne the, the Batcave and he just catches them and the policemen just arrive and find them all tied up and Batman yeah. is in the shadows you never see him and the, the theme music yeah. The music was da 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 da. It was God. just Danny Elfman composed I don't, that. By I the don't way. know where it falls in time wise with the Tim Burton movies, but I'm pretty sure later. Later, uh, I'm. Pre- I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the superhero renaissance would have happened. Wouldn't have happened without uh, that series. Yeah. Is just fantastic. We need to do an episode. We should on that series because there's a lot to talk there. But there's anyway, so much to talk about. So, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank what you are you me. recommending this week? This week, I am recommending uh, a stand-up uh, show that I uh, rewatched recently, which was which is Billy Connolly's Live at Dublin. Okay. Billy Connolly, I've mentioned, he is my yeah. spirit animal. Everything I do to a degree is about him. He codified me as a comedian. And if you, it, uh, bits of it are on YouTube. And the other day, I stole a joke for him, from him. And I don't give uh, a fuck. Gosh. I didn't really steal it. It was just that he did this thing once where <clears throat> uh, the, uh, a member of the audience was talking. <clears throat> and he did this thing. And I copied it verbatim. It wasn't really a joke. It was more like a put down. And I didn't give a shit. And if someone asked me, did you steal it? I was like, yes, I did. I don't care. Because it was someone at the audience making uh, making uh, noise or whatever. And I wa- I'd watched that um, stand-up special <coughs> probably like a week 
before. And I was at this show and this woman starts talking and she keeps talking, she keeps talking. And I go, you're holding the whole class back. <laughs> and then I turn to the audience and this was Billy Connolly's joke and says, that's what my teacher used to tell me. Connolly, you're holding the whole class back. And Billy Connolly looks at the audience and goes, I know. Isn't it impressive? I'm doing this all by myself. Billy Connolly is a genius. <laughs> Watch it live at Berlin, uh, not Berlin, uh, Dublin, sorry, at okay. Dublin. So good. Watch it. Rewatch it. He is a genius. He, we do not deserve him. Now you go. I'm recommending a new YouTube comedy series uh, called Mod Modern War Dudes by, I mean, by a lot of people, between, including Stephen <coughs> Ford, who was an actor who was in Teen Wolf. Uh, they just have like the one sketch right now. Uh, I found it really funny. It's about girls, uh, when people find like the one girl in a like shooter game. Uh, I found, I really liked it. And also people, you know, support the content you want to see more of. Yes. Please. So do that's, it. so I, I like this episode. He's going to do more. Uh, I will always support, uh, you know, independent, independent, you know, independent content generation. Exactly. Yes. Especially comedy, which, which, you know, is, I think, takes more risks when it's independently made. So, uh, modern war dudes. That's my, uh, recommendation for the week. Uh, and if you want to recommend anything to us to watch, you can do it through our social media. I already mentioned them all. And where can they find you? They can find me at Mr. Drama on everything. And you can find me at Mint on Arel on basically everything too. Have a nice week. Thank you for stopping by. Bye. I am Cordemo Blanco and this is my fragrance. And this is my mother. <laughs> She is leaving. Yes. We're going to edit this it's out. Fine. It's fine.